Raise your hands if you are on a Facebook group. What made you join and what keeps you happy and coming back? If you're trying to build your own online community, today's episode and first time guest interview is for you because we will be talking about how you can build a thriving online community with Facebook groups. Stick around. Welcome to the Focus and Bloom podcast, a business and lifestyle podcast for creative souls and dream makers. Each week, we'll talk about how to build your brand and tackle work-life balance with purpose and joy, one action at a time. Here's your host, Josenia Bocanegra. Hola, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. I'm your host, Josenia Bocanegra. I'm a photographer and marketing strategist. If this is the first time you are here, let me tell you what we're all about. The Focus and Bloom podcast is a business and lifestyle podcast for creative souls and dream makers such as yourself. Each week, I share actionable tips to help you grow and up-level your business. On today's episode, I have my very first guest. She is a Maryland intimate wedding photographer and now YouTuber and educator to photographers. She helps photographers go from passionate to profitable through her course, Hook and Book Brides, her Photo Boss Facebook group community, and a business one-on-one coaching. In 2019, she was named top 20 on the rise in the category of marketing by HoneyBook and the Rising Tide. Without further ado, I want to welcome you, Joy Michelle from Joy Michelle Photography. Hi, thank you so, so much for having me here. This is exciting. Joy, I'm super excited to have you. You are my, like I just said, you are my very first guest. So yay. Such an <laughs> honor. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. How, how is everything going right now with you? What is your, your new normal now? Well, my new normal is surprisingly similar to life before this craziness going on in the world. As a mom and a work-from-home business owner, my days are not super filled with lots of people. So in some ways, I am social distancing like a boss, (laughs) but in other ways, it definitely has impacted my business, as I'm sure everyone can agree. I have some weddings that are being pushed back and some really concerned couples. And of course, on the education side, I have my students that I coach and inside of my programs that I'm really trying to help walk them through what this could look like and what they can do to get their business through to the other side. So it's a crazy time, but I am feeling optimistic. Well, yeah, I think we can all agree. I'm on the same boat, like as a wedding photographer myself, getting contact from my couples and possible cancellations or pushing back their events and, and sessions. So it's definitely an interesting time that we are all living. And it's not just like a small community here and there. It's like everybody. We're we're really living this together, the whole world. Absolutely. And I think that's a really unique way to look at it too, that it's not often that you know, across state lines and across even country lines, we're all facing such similar struggles. So in some ways, I think it has really brought our community of entrepreneurs together and we're kind of locking arms and encouraging one another and just trying to navigate through this time. So in some ways, I I really feel that it's helped people to turn to their local communities and try to help one another out, which is amazing to see. 
I agree. I agree. And speaking of community, one of the reasons why I wanted to interview you, well, you're super talented you have, I'm sure you have lots of information that you can share, but something that I think you offer that you do is very special is like building community and connecting. I'm part of your photo boss Facebook group. And I just love how you've been able to grow it and how people interact in there and how it's very supportive. And that's, that's really like mirroring what we need to do right now today in general, like in real life, outside of Facebook and outside of social media. So that's why I wanted to bring you in so that you can share a light on what you do and how we can probably possibly build communities online. Yes, yes. Well, Facebook is just such an amazing place to build communities because of their Facebook groups. So that was kind of just the natural next step for me personally as a educator and YouTuber to take it one step further and go a little deeper with my photo bosses. And one beautiful aspect to building a community is that it's not the same thing as a platform like a page, for example, on Facebook or maybe your feed on Instagram. While that would showcase you, a community is about everyone inside of it. So very literally, it's people in my community call themselves photo bosses. So it's really about them. It's about the photo bosses and not so much about me. I'm more of a facilitator. And so it's been such an amazing thing to watch and it has just grown beyond what I ever originally dreamed or expected. I'm glad that you brought up one of the main differences between like a paid Facebook page and a group. And it's like you said, it's not about your brand. It's really about them, about the community the difference between a Facebook page and a Facebook group, while one business or brand may have used both of those platforms, they do serve different purposes. And so that's really an important thing to point out. That's true. So what are, what are key features of Facebook groups that you have found useful as you've been building your online community? Maybe some key features that is different from a Facebook page. Yeah, I think the biggest one that stands out to me is that they are closed off from the public. You can have public Facebook groups. For, for the most part, I have found that most groups are private, meaning you have to ask and request before joining. And what happens with that is then you have zero spam. There's no trolls. It's a safe place to ask questions and find answers. And so by having it be something that happens almost like a community meeting where it's invite only, it really brings about better conversations. And so it's a community of people who are truly connecting with one another. I've even had members inside of Photoboss meet their photographer bestie in their town through this group. So the amount of people that are actually talking instead of just taking in information, but really growing in relationship is really, really unique. And I think it's important to note that I feel that that can really happen best when it's a private group. So I think that that's a key difference that I've seen to help fuel my group and help grow my group. Oh, I love that you, I love that you mentioned that it's a safe space. And, you know, sometimes when let's say you're taking a class in person, for example, a lot of people might feel intimidated by just raising their hands and asking a question because they might think that that question is wrong. But like, you know, creating a safe space online where you're making sure people have that same train of thought, like we're here to help each other out and build a community. I think that actually helps people 
feel more comfortable and confident in sharing their work and in putting themselves out there because it's not easy to like hey I'm here I'm doing my business this is my work and you know you're you're putting yourself out there and I think being able to build a safe community uh, really helps uh, people feel empowered and like being able to like get out into the world Yes, yes. It is a vulnerable position when you put yourself out there to ask a question. And I think so often, at least my members of my Facebook group have pointed out that they've been in other groups where they haven't felt welcomed or they felt a little attacked for having a question that to them did not feel obvious. And so I think that this really comes back to setting the tone for your community. So as the creator of the community, I've set up group rules. And I just make sure that everyone, when they come in, they're aware that this is a safe place and, you know, any kind of bullying or demeaning talk is not tolerated and you will be removed. And because of that, it truly is a place where there are no stupid questions. And I think that that has really helped everyone to feel like we're here to cheer each other on. We're here to lift each other up. And as a result of it, we are all rising together instead of having clicks and people feeling like, they're more advanced. They're too good to give advice to someone else. We just don't have that. And it's just a beautiful thing. Oh my gosh. I love it. And I love the group. So it's from a member of your photo boss community to, to you. It's, it's wonderful. And I love what you've been able to build with your community. Thank you so much. That seriously, that means, that means so much. And I mean, I'll, I'll say it again. I, I didn't really know exactly what I was starting when I started out. It was super uncharted territory, but like being open to where it could go and not having a super firm idea of where I wanted it to go, but rather letting it be community led, I think has attributed to its success. So I think anyone wanting to start a community and grow a community can learn from that and, you know, start and see what your people want. And then from there, grow together instead of having a really, really firm idea written in stone it can be hard to pivot when you write in stone, you know? Right. Yes. <laughs> so as the organizer, what, what is your level of presence in the group? I'm sure like at the beginning, you're probably more present than later, but like, how does that look? How does joy interact with the group? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I do think I was creating a lot more content in the very beginning when I didn't have as many members jumping in asking questions on the wall, posting their own, maybe their work for feedback or asking for critiques or anything like that. So in the beginning, it was very, very much so me pushing and trying to rally everyone together. And nowadays I am in the photo boss group almost daily. I do have moderators and some help with it now that the group has grown to, oh gosh, it's nearly 5,000 members at this point. So I thankfully do have some help with that. And what I do and how I see my role now is to really facilitate conversations. And we just have themed days of the week where we talk about certain things. Let's take a quick pause to talk about my favorite tool to keep my business organized. Have you heard of 17 Hats? I use it to organize and automate my small business, and I swear by it. Their feature-packed platform saves me time and money and lets me focus on what I do best, which is not paperwork. And only because you've been referred by me, a 17 Hats member, can you get the special pricing of half off their normal pricing for two years. You can save even more if you sign up for longer. 
be sure to visit focusandbloom.com and check out today's episode show notes for the referral code to get this invitation only sale pricing. Hurry, the deal ends soon. If you want to learn more about 70 Hats, just check out that link on today's show notes to learn more. I'll be happy to share my 70 Hats experience with you as well. So every Friday, I have a themed post that goes up revolving around the topic of finances. And so we call that Finance Friday. And different days of the week, I share different types of things and different types of conversations where people can interact and really learn. But overall, it's just such a passion of mine to help photographers connect their passion to their profit. So what I want to help do is talk about the nitty gritty of the behind the scenes of what goes into running a business, whether that be contracts and legal or the finances or you know the back-end workflows of a business, which I think sometimes as photographers or as creatives, it can be really hard for us to Think about those things when we'd so much rather just be behind the camera, working with real people, creating beautiful imagery. But as business owners, we really do need to talk about these things. And so that's a passion of mine to really bring business to photographers. I agree with you wholeheartedly because as creatives, it's easier for us to grab a camera or work on whatever drives us and makes us happy and and, and work on our art. And when it comes to finances, we sometimes are like a big blob because yeah. it's not necessarily fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's so I, important. <laughs> it is. It's so important, but it, it's those things that I just want to avoid those topics sometimes. And I don't naturally want to talk about, you know, marketing and all the nitty gritty, you know? Yep. Yep. Actually, when I did my first photography internship a couple of years, like when I was wrapping up my uh, master's degree, I interned with a um, fairly well-known photographer. And the thing that she said on the very first day, actually on my interview, she said, running a photography business means 90% business and 10% photography. I'm like, well, that actually makes sense. There's a lot of things that goes behind the scenes. And the fact that you're able to talk to to address all the all the things that go behind the scenes of, of running a business within your group I think that really adds a lot of value and that's something that not necessarily you want to share on your Facebook page right because then in your Facebook page you're attracting your clients right Right. Correct. Yeah. So that's a really good point that sometimes these communities can be a good way to dive deeper into some topics that maybe not all of your audience cares about. So on one side, I have a service-based business. And then on the other side, I have a products, courses, and online-based business with two different ideal clients there. And so juggling between having my page that represents my photography business, and then having some other things for Joy Michelle education, it's a really great way to differentiate between the two and to just give my audience and other photographers a little bit more depth and meat on these things that my brides don't care as much about. (laughs) That makes sense. What particular strategies have you implemented to to grow your online community? Like you mentioned at the beginning, you were very active and, and asking questions and just sort of getting people rounded up. As your community has grown, what are strategies that you have found that like, oh, this is, this works really well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you have to give people a reason to join the group in the first place and an even bigger reason to stay. So this is value, value, value. And 
I help photographers with their problems. And the only real way that I can know about those problems and really be tuned in is by listening and observing, asking a lot of questions and really allowing the space for people to give me those answers. And so in the beginning, I was very open to trying to do some market research on my audience of what I wanted this group to be and which that's other business owners, other creatives. And I wanted to know what they wanted to know. And so I think that that's huge in marketing, but it's also huge in community building because if we don't know what problems our audience is facing, we don't know what pain points they have. Content creation is just going to be an uphill battle. But as soon as someone tells you, Hey, I'm having a really hard time knowing how to brand myself or where I should market myself or should I pay for this advertising or you know how do I respond in an email to a bride and then I say yeah I can make videos on that I can make a response to this I can create resources and downloads for you guys and so it was a really natural process of doing a lot of social listening thinking as a marketer and then turning around and creating value Oh my gosh I I, I love what you just said about and how you're adding value in by just simply listening in, in, you know, when it comes to education, it's really a full circle. It's not just one way, you know, from the teacher to the student, it's like a full circle. You, you're learning how to better serve them by actually listening to them, to what their pain points are, what their needs and what they want. And that's like, that actually helps you build a, a stronger connection with your audience. And that's one of them, you know, how you're able to keep them there. Because you mentioned that one thing is to get them to join the group. The other one is to get them to stay there. Yes. Yes. And it's a continual process because Mm -hmm. just because they joined a few months ago and you gave them value a few months ago doesn't necessarily mean that they have promised to stay forever. And so that listening and truly showing up for your audience and serving it never goes away. And I think as business owners and as marketers, that's something that we have to remember. It doesn't end. It's not a once and done thing. This is a continual cycle. And as, not just as a marketer, but like as a business owner, you know, there's, yes, certainly there's some risk when involved when you're, you're when you decide to go into business, whether that is starting from scratch or whether that is starting as a part-time and you still have your, your nine to five, but it's important to realize that you just have to try something and, and maybe it, at first round, it doesn't work out, but then you learn and then you try something different. And then that second thing, it's actually what works. So it's a, it's a constant and evolving process of learning, not just marketing wise, but just overall running a business. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really good point. And I think Yeah. I was just talking to one of my coaching students about this and I was saying exactly what you're saying here, where like action brings clarity. So sometimes we don't know exactly how this is all going to shake out in the end, but by doing it, by showing up, by posting, by having that conversation with just one person, instead of waiting until your audience is much, much bigger, that does bring clarity. And then it gives you that next step. And then you learn, maybe you didn't take the the right step, but you can pivot. So I think that's such a good point that you just have to try something and you just have to start. Yes. Just start. (laughs) Yeah. That's a book, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? Oh, this is such a good question. I I think I would have to say that if someone would have explained to me the 
significance of branding and marketing and those two things, not just by themselves, but how they work together, I think I would have gotten a lot further, a lot faster because I was really, really focused on brand for a little while. And then I was really, really focused on marketing for a while, (laughs) but not understanding how those two things speak to one another and how my brand really dictates where I market, how I market, and makes it so much more efficient. Um, I think that that would have really helped me out. So that's something that I I just, I have to mention um, would be branding and marketing. I agree. A few years ago, I had a marketing consultant and he was looking at my social media profiles and everything. And then one of his comments was like, you must love your dog. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, (laughs) you're saying that because I have like lots of photos of my chihuahua on my Instagram. He's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Is this a good thing or a bad thing? (laughs) Exactly. And like, (laughs) I get it. Hey, but sometimes I think showing, you know, your fur babies and your family and just what makes you, you does draw your people to you. So I don't fault you for that in the least. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's all, it's really about balance. If your target market is restaurants and high, like fine dining, for example, then probably showing work that doesn't kind of tie all of that together to what that potential client of yours is looking for, then that's where you want to think about, okay, what exactly are you showing? How, what is, what are you showing that is representing your brand? It's finding that balance, which is sometimes very hard. A hundred percent. I'm right there with you. And I think that that balance can change as your business changes and that's okay. That is okay. Because things change you as an individual, you change. So it's normal that a business can evolve and change into something that might be even better than what you had envisioned originally. Oh, 100%. And I I have to mention, I have definitely booked clients because of my dog. So that can be a marketing strategy right there. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it. (laughs) That is so cool. (laughs) So what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career that is similar to yours? I would say prioritize education For as long as you are going to be a business owner, consider yourself to be a lifelong learner. It is a journey. There is no done with learning destination. So every time that I have invested in mentors, coaches, courses, workshops, books, listening to podcasts just like this, I know that it has always come back to me tenfold. And I don't think that I'll ever stop investing in these things because I truly think that if I rely only on myself and think, okay, let me see how far I can get with only what I know in my head, I'm not going to get very far. So what I do is I try to learn from people who have gone ahead of me and are doing amazing and successful things at that destination where I want to be at. And I try to get as close to them as possible. And sometimes that means investing. And sometimes that means just listening to what they put out in the world for free. So I would say prioritize your education. 1000%. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it just, you never regret reading that book or, you know, hiring that mentor, you know? Absolutely. I agree. Speaking of mentors and education, what are the best resources that have helped you along the way in your business entrepreneurship journey? I think that 
working one-on-one with a coach has really helped me that I've worked with coaches from the very beginning of my business up until this year. And sometimes they're coaches where they are specializing in specific topics or specific uh, social platforms. And sometimes they're just about photography in general, but sometimes you can't find answers to your specific questions and you really just need to talk to someone who's going to get in there and strategize with you and give you those answers. And so that's why I have to mention coaching. I think it's so invaluable to business. But the other thing that I am always investing in is books. I am a big reader and audible listener. So I'm most often going through at all times, I feel like at least one or two books about business. And I think that just helps me to constantly be thinking about new ways that I can represent my business online, new ways that I can find and attract clients and just serve them with excellence. And so books are a big part of that. And I think that they're so, so affordable if you're comparing them to, you know, a workshop or something like that. So if, you know, if they're not at a point where they can spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on education, books are a great place to start. I agree. 100%. I agree. Love that. So before we wrap up our talk for today, I want to do a lightning round. I mean, you're my first guest. I need to do something extra special. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm excited. (laughs) So this is how it will work. I'll ask you a few short questions, non-photography or business related. This is just for fun. All you need to do is answer the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. I'm ready. You're ready? (laughs) Okay. One, two, three. Coffee or tea? Coffee. What is your favorite word? Ooh, favorite word. Hmm. (laughs) Believe. Oh, I like that. What are you not very good at? Public speaking. If you were a type of food, what type of food would you be? Bubble tea. Ooh. What sound or noise do you love? My child's voice. Oh, that is so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh my goodness. Okay. Do I have to pick just one? Just one. <sighs> oh man, that is tough. <laughs> what profession? I, I think I would like to try my hand at writing a book. Nice. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Mm, to fly. Oh, that's nice. And finally, where can our listeners connect with you online? I create weekly YouTube videos every Wednesday. You can find my channel if you search Joy Michelle Photography on YouTube. I'm also on Facebook inside of the Photo Boss with Joy Michelle Facebook group, and I'm at Joy Michelle on Instagram. Awesome. Well, Joy, thank you so, so very much for being on today's episode. I appreciate you taking the time to share your insights and knowledge with our listeners. Oh my gosh. It was my pleasure. I am super, super honored to be your very first guest. And I hope that, you know, maybe we could do this again. Yes, please. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Joy. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much for tuning in on today's episode. I hope you found this insightful conversation super helpful. And I hope you are now ready to start building your own online communities. Speaking of online communities, Head on over to the Focus and Bloom Lounge on Facebook, where we are building a community of entrepreneurs and dream makers such as yourself. I cannot wait to connect with you. See you on the inside. 
Thanks for joining us this week on the Focus and Bloom podcast. Check us out on Instagram at underscore Focus and Bloom for more business tips and inspiration. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world and it helps others discover the show. And if you want to get your hands on more video podcasting resources, head on over to focusemblemstudios.com and check out our tools and resources for video podcasters and content creators just like you. I'll see you on the next episode.